let's take a minute to talk about PodCoin. You love podcasts. You listen to podcasts. You're listening to your favorite podcast right now. So why not get paid for listening to podcasts? PodCoin, available on the iTunes and Android Marketplace, is a simple app. Download it. Subscribe to your favorite podcast. Subscribe to this podcast, in fact. And get paid for listening. If you download PodCoin right now and use the code FRANKEN, you will get 300 free PodCoins just for signing up. And you can use those for Starbucks. You can use them for Amazon or... You can use them for charity. Now, you accrue PodCoins virtually from any podcast you listen to. So go ahead, go download PodCoin, earn some coins, subscribe to Frank and Culture, and get paid! Welcome, everybody, to another fine edition of Frankensteiner here on Franken Culture. I am your host, Clipper Red Dog Miller, and as always, I have my host, Julie Jubaka. What's up, y'all? How's it going? Oh, it's going well. You know, I just got done with Kira's first dance class, so I was like, aww. Oh, uh, how do, how do, how, do, how what kind of dance is she taking? So she's um in three different types right now, uh ballet, uh jazz and hip hop. So um quite I fun. took two of those when I was younger. My sister t- my sister hit the tap. Yeah. And um, it, it it didn't last long for my sister and I and I got fucking hurt in 7th grade, so I gave up <laughs> dance like a bad habit after that. Yes. Fucking dislocate, dislocate your hip and set, and when you're like fucking twelve, you'll fucking give up a lot of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can, I can understand that. Yeah, I was like, fuck, dude, I, I had a snowmobiling accident. Quickest story ever: snowmobiling accident. At someone like cut us off and t-boned. I got thrown off a snowmobile, the snowmobile into a tree, and the. All the people I was with watched it happen and was like, your leg slapped you in the face. And I was like, that doesn't sound good at all. Thanks, guys. <laughs> so, yeah, like, uh, fuck that. Nope. After that, everyone's like, what do you want to do? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, it's cool, though. And- That's good, though. It's good for kids when they get into stuff like that, whether it dance, ca- you know, camping shit, whatever. So that's good. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for her, and I know she's excited too. So it's, that's the it's most fun. important part. That's the most important part. As long as it's not like, child, you will be in this dance class because mommy says so. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's always like it's always we we like give her options to do stuff, and she just it dance has been that's, like the one thing she's repeatedly wanted, which to do. is good. I will be honest though, we do tell her like you're doing soccer. <laughs> Right, right, right. No, I fail you on that one. Like Matt and I have a um, uh, if our if our child comes into professional wrestling, obviously we'll get back to that in a second. You know, because the podcast if they want to go in professional wrestling. That's fine. Um, I I know though we have said we'll probably put him in some form. Uh, our child, whatever the fuck they end up being, uh, in some form of martial arts, and then they can decide if they want to go into Greco Roman, and then go from there. 
you know, you decide what you want to do, but I think it'd be fun get them into it because I think happens like that and shit. I know that there's a, with the rise of professional wrestling, Hey man, I'll, I'll put my kid in a little class that they used to have. Do you remember? I don't know if you remember back in the day when they had like the little classes, WCW had those little shit for the kids. Oh yeah. Like the pop. Yeah. I would love for them to do that again. So if they bring that shit, y'all Hell start yeah. pumping AEW, have kids classes. <laughs> so, so I wanted to bring up to you and I didn't, I didn't bring this up to you before. But mm. so we've been doing this for about a year now, a little over a year, right? It's been something like that. I don't and know. I haven't been. I, I am less than whatever long you guys have been doing it. I got brought in later. No, I'm just. I feel like it. Well, it's been a long time, regardless. Yeah, it's been a minute. And and Marty is rarely on, right? Because the ninjas keep letting him out for a quick second and then not. So I thought maybe we should change our intro to be a little bit more. Like us. You know what I mean? Say it again? I feel like I feel like we should change this intro to be more like us. Versus like what the tone would say. You know, we could be like how we are on our other podcasts. Ah, uh, well this are we are we really discussing this right now on on, on an episode? Yeah. When this could be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's bring this to the group chat. <laughs> Let's bring this to the group chat. It's probably better to actually establish this shit instead of the listeners going, are we a part of the meeting right now? Yeah, all of you guys are. So what we want you to do is we want you to comment and and legit though and let us know. Like Toss some ideas at us. Toss some ideas at us. If you have ideas for a new intro, let us know. If you think you could do it better, if you think you're so smart. Yeah, like, oh my god. Like, if you totally think you could do better than what we do, then... Uh, let me know. Throw, yeah, put it in the comment section and let us know. Right. If you think you're so cool. Yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> so, Anyways. no, let's get into it, right? So, um, yeah. we didn't have really a lot of wrestling news, per se. I mean, there are some big things going on. I mean, on. there's... Uh, yeah, there's a lot. If this makes sense, wrestling is happening, but a lot of the wrestling that happened this week, I gave no so right off the jump we're gonna get into it monday night raw started off with our man stone cold steve austin making his return yep you know because when i'm just gonna point this out like i said in the chat and i'm gonna start out the gate we you hear that term stone cold steve austin my dudes you think man that's going to be a good one. By the way, just in case you were wondering, it was the lowest rated Raw in modern day history. 2.13. It was, a, yeah, it was like, what, 2.5? I don't remember what it was. 2.1, here, actually, I have it. 2.13 million viewers. Uh, second lowest non-holiday number in modern history. Even your man Stone Cold can't save this shit show. Just wanted to point that out before we got into it. But I do want to say this, right? And it's... I mean, it's I'll watch wild. it for Stone Cold. Let me just put that on there. I watch... I love Stone Cold. It's not Stone Cold. It's the problem. No, what I want to say, though, is that overall, I thought this show was really good. Like, I I don't want to put this out there. The only problem is, is that the previous four years, five years, six years has been some shit. And we have openly acknowledged it. And we've watched the return just diminish, right? And so now, like... I think what it is is that you got to start putting it back on consistent product and consistently good product and not give up because obviously this is happening. Like, 
you'll start I don't know. To, I, think, I think people will come back to WWE if the product starts returning to a better place. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I guess I think maybe me and you might be watching different shows at points because I didn't think – I thought it was uh, meh realistically like if this makes sense the way i've been looking at it is like okay you haven't completely fucked up this storyline on monday night raw but then i gotta go to i mean I obviously we'll go to the next show but then i gotta go to tuesday and watch a fucker even there they don't give you a break on where they're gonna fuck up at so <laughs> it's 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 like I, I guess that's maybe why i'm all slightly jaded on it because i'm just like i mean sweet i didn't want to like you know punch myself in the face on this episode Thanks for the break. I've been wanting to do that as of late. I think Monday Night Raw, if this makes sense, the the uneasiness that is going through Vince McMahon is starting to translate in the product because it, I, I've been turned off from the shit for a while because of the way they've just burned us big time. But when I go back, there's parts that are really good and you can tell that's where the parts they're thinking about. And then there's parts where it just seems like it's kind of tossed together. And that's where you could tell the panics in. Like, it's like, oh, but we got to get this. We just got to get the show out. So put this together, if that makes sense. It seems like there's parts where, like with the Stone Cold doing the uh, the contract shining and stuff like that, thought out. You know what I mean? But then it's just like the way it's all put together. It doesn't seem like it's thought out to how it should be put together. So it, I think that's what I'm... That's the problem I'm having lately with the shows. Yeah, with okay. WWE. I, can, I can understand that. Like, all right, so we'll, like, I'm, I'm not saying that, I'm not itself, panning right? the yeah, I'm not panning the whole thing. I'm just saying like yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I feel where you're coming from. Like here, we'll we'll talk about this, right? So, prime example for probably your point, right? Stone Cold comes out, right? She glass breaks, entrance, whatever comes up, hands up. Then he grabs a mic and he starts talking about history that he's had at MSG, and you could kind of tell like. That was, that was that was Austin being Austin, right? Like, oh yeah, the anytime. But then, yeah, any, what you ended up running into, awesome. yeah, and but what you ended up running into is then he's like, all right, now we got to talk about the things that are here, right? So the contract signing. So we'll talk about the contract signing, and then like he introduces Braun, and then he introduces Seth, right? But then like, you could tell Austin was like, we need to get going here, Seth just sign this contract and then Seth's like yeah hold on I want to say this and then like he goes on this spiel and you're like dude he just said sign a contract like we don't we get this fuckery over like super quick but no you want to draw this shit out and talk about your admiration for Stone Cold which I cool not necessary he's already got praise he already knows what he's doing right and you could tell like what was scripted and what wasn't right so like Austin's thing, he was just like, all right, I have to get to the bullet point of talking about the contract signing. All right, here's these guys. And then Seth came out, and he cut, like, this corny-ass promo, and I'm like, bro, you should just stop. But Braun didn't didn't do himself any favors because he did the same exact yeah. thing. You know. Well, that's what I mean. Like, there's moments where things seem to be, yeah, that makes sense. This is so good. I'm happy. And then there's moments where they, like, try to meld it together and it just goes all happy fuckery and then and here's where like i was really excited right aj style comes out and like he does impression of stone cold which you know i've heard gallus's um impression of stone cold 
ten times better. If you guys don't know, go on YouTube, check it out. It's fucking out there. It's hilarious. Anyway, so AJ uh, starts like cutting his promo, and I okay, this was my favorite interaction, right? So the crowd starts chanting out "asshole" at AJ, right? Which then Stone Cold responds by, "I don't know if you can hear this, but these people are calling you an asshole." And then AJ, without missing a beat, goes, "Shut up, Steve." <laughs> and I was like, "I I can appreciate that banter because you could tell that was off the cuff, and you could kind of tell like what was real and what wasn't." But as soon as AJ got in the ring, right. Stone Cold just moved the table, and like he was just like, "I'm not having it." And then you know, brawl breaks out between Seth and Braun, um, and then AJ Styles throw well. Seth was going for a curb stomp. AJ pushed him out of the ring, and then AJ turned around only to get hit with a stunner, which he sold amazingly. By the way, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put that out there too. Um, but I thought overall, I thought that segment, like it had a rough spot, and it was between Seth and Braun. Which I get it, guys. You're tag champs. You're not trying to fuck the other person over, and you got a universal championship match. One of y'all gonna do it. I don't care who does it. Preferably Seth, because he sucks as a face. But when are y'all going to do it? And I just want to see it done. So, right. I don't know. What did you think? So I don't know. Like I said, it's it's. I guess it's just the fucking fuckery. I'm just like, even listening to this, I'm like getting towards the end of the, oh yeah, that's right. I stopped caring about this segment towards the end. <laughs> like even reliving this at this moment is doing that to me i don't know what it is i think it's i think it's because like i said it's the stone cold made sense with the way stone cold presents himself but then you shove the way Braun and fucking seth how they were put in there and how they acted in the way they were on the mic and it was like wait what Say your catchphrase. Huh? No, go out there and say your catchphrase. It's going to totally yeah. make sense. Yeah, so I was just like, what? Guys, 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 guys. Not all of your fans are fucking four-year-olds. And you're starting to really piss me off. Like, I'm, I, if this makes sense, and I, and I really hope someone puts this podcast to somebody's ear and shoves it up Vince McMahon's ass with this sentence. I get it. You like to pretend that wrestling's for kids, but guess what? I'm the motherfucker that spends the money on it, so you better fucking please me. The children <laughs> do not fucking spend the fucking $60. So if I don't want to see hot garbage, I don't want to see hot garbage. Listen, That's how I look. I'm at the very end of this age spectrum that he should be aiming for. 18 to 34, okay? like That's where I'm at. <laughs> I... You need to be – you got to keep us invested. Like, we want right. to be invested. But right. if you're I, – I, I, But I, I don't know. Like I said, it's the catch line, catch phrase, like you were saying. It's, it it, it makes, makes sense. Because, like, let's be real. Like, Austin never said, all right, now we've signed a contract and it's done and that's the bottom line because Stone Cold said so. It never happened. It was never said because we all understood – what he signed a contract it and it was over. It's yep, <laughs> done. Segment's over. Except AJ right. came out, and then that kind of made me laugh because AJ's cool like that. But like, yeah, even, it's it... even AJ though. AJ never said, "Oh, I'm the phenomenal one," and I, you know, what I mean, like it just there's just certain things that Seth and I like Seth, but how would you say? Well, yeah, with Seth Rollins and and the Rattlesnake, 
We've come here to burn this down. Why? Why is that necessary to say? Like, uh, if, we if know your catchphrase, sense, bro. Like I... Just, no, wait, anyway. Um, so, yeah, we're going to go to commercial. <laughs> well, no, I'm saying, if this makes sense, Seth and Braun are an example of a larger problem. Yeah. And that is, they shove people into spots that just don't make sense. Yeah. Whether, or like before the time, after the time, or whether, I don't know. It's just one of those, like, I think Vince McMahon is really missing having a rock, having another John Cena, having a Stone Cold. He had, you know, there's these years where he got them. And, like, Daniel Bryan to me was, like, the closest thing we had to, like, a organic kind of stone cold rock kind of the fans just really got behind. And he's trying, it seems like it just keeps getting forced, it, whether it's Braun Strowman, Seth Rollins, you fucking put another name there, that's fine. It doesn't seem natural. And I think that's probably why some of this stuff just, like, when when Seth says it, it doesn't seem cool. Yeah, like no, maybe no, no, if no, I no. gave it, maybe if I gave a fuck about him and he said it, I'd be like, "That's cheesy as fuck, but cool." But I don't because let's be real. Look at all the stupid shit the Rock says. I don't smell what he's cooking, but when he's on the fucking in the ring, I'm smelling what he's cooking. It smells amazing. Yeah, you know what <laughs> I mean. Like I, I don't. What the fuck is a jabroni? You know what I mean. But it's cool when he says it. They. They, there's not that spark, and I I really wish Vince McMahon would understand. You can't create it up. You can't manufacture it. It's organic. It has to come organic. Well, let's be real, okay? So we'll take a timeout from this first Raw segment. Chris Jericho has taken 30 seconds and made a oh, fuck, God. Look, what? Couple, oh. let's couple hundred thousand dollars on t-shirts just by saying a little bit of the bubbly and he like, turned out from nothing it and was it amazing you see but that's the thing no like this is if this makes sense i i guess like okay so weird weird little uh julie confession there's certain people that when they die they turn into personal patron saints of mine betty white and the rest of the golden girls would be one of them i've said that jericho's <laughs> gonna be like one of my wrestling praises like what like one one of my wrestling saints because to me chris jericho is someone that has always understood the business in every form he's understood that you could take a stupid line as long as it's delivered at the right time the right way in the right mood Think about it. You just made the list. What sentence is that? It was massive when he said it. Right. He would just click a pen and he'd be like, oh, 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 motherfucker, are you going to be on an imaginary notebook where he probably didn't even really write your name and just scribbled on it for all of us and we lost our mind? Chris Jericho is just one of those people that he could be like twat waffle and would make a million fucking dollars on t-shirts because Chris Jericho somehow made twat waffle seem cool. I need you know that what I mean? Hashtag immediately. Exactly. So like, <laughs> it's just, it's just Chris Jericho is one of those anomalies where like he literally could probably say anything. It's the he's he just knows how to put it in a way that's that's there. He's one of those others organic people, and it's just I think the thing is is Vince McMahon is so threatened right now because he's 
he's not in charge of all the organically charismatic charismatic people out there like a Joey Ryan or you know when you look at like a or Will Osprey who's just an amazing wrestler where his wrestling is his is his charisma in my mind he doesn't need to be Will Osprey I don't need him to be on the fucking mic talking I just need him to do some of the crazy shit he does Vince well, like McMahon doesn't own Vince McMahon doesn't own these people. So all these people who are just organically amazing without being shoved in front of a fucking camera and being like, say this shit that I wrote for you, it's threatening as fuck. Well, I mean, like, look at, okay, so look at, like, NXT, right? Like, Johnny Gargano is way over. Oh, yeah. if he was on the main roster, he probably would have been slaughtered, right? Oh, God. He'd be on 205 Live, we'll be honest. And Um, and then that would not. Velveteen Dream, it wouldn't be nothing. I don't like, want him to go to the main roster. It terrifies me, the idea of him going to the main roster. But, like, if you look, like, if Adam Cole, like, was on the main roster, like, Bebe. Vince McMahon would be like, yo, just say Bebe after everything. And he um, yeah, it wouldn't I, make sense. Right, you know what I mean? No, no. He would probably make him do a stupid fucking pregnancy storyline where that's not my Bebe or some shit oh like that. God. He would. He would. It's Vince McMahon. May gave birth to a hand. I'm just saying these are reality facts of this wrestling world. So I'm just, we probably would have had a paternity test problem. We almost, we had a gay fake out one. We had gay chicken happen. Okay. We had just, gay chicken happen. So I think, and I think what it is though, is that you're right. You're hundred percent right. <laughs> um, that Vince, Vince is like upset. So he's trying to find like, that next person that he can be, that he could yeah, organically he's, push. Because you know, it was something. It was something I didn't that. know, but I guess Steph McMahon recently did a a press conference where she talked about that they have a barometer for what fans want, and it's like very accurate. But like, it seems like they're missing on a lot of shit. So they might. I'm going to say this right now. That you know, barometer, real quick. Real quick, you want to know what I'm going to say right now? Vin, uh, um, Stephanie McMahon is a dick, goddamn dirty liar. If they had a barometer on the fan, um, there's a lot of shit that I wouldn't have to deal with them. Namely one, because we'll go into it for the next segment, uh, the next show, but mainly one is Shane fucking McMahon. If they had a barometer for what the fans wanted, I would not have that fucking sweaty prick shoved in my face week <laughs> after week after week taking opportunities from people who have busted their ass and wasn't conveniently the sperm fucking shootout of someone named McMahon. Okay. So like if Stephanie really has a barometer on the fans, I'm sorry, someone shoved it up their ass and it's a mark that loves WWE. Okay. That's the barometer. It's up the markiest mark for WWE's fans ass. <laughs> it ain't a wrestling right. fan. So we'll jump into this next part, right? <laughs> so after the commercial break, <laughs> Came back. AJ Styles was still selling the stunner. Um, Had a match with Cedric Alexander, and Cedric won by disqualification. Uh, Roman Roman Reigns brought out some kids for uh, Connor's Cure. Love it. It always pulls my heartstring. I love seeing this. Um, Right. This was the part that really kind of surprised me, and it surprised Marty as well, and I think it probably got you too. Uh, Raw Women's Champion Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair versus SmackDown Women's Champion Bailey and Sasha Banks. Like that match came up quick, but yeah. I will have to say it was a fucking awesome match. Yeah, it was interesting. I kind of figured that it that it was coming because it was I don't know. It felt like they were gonna do a horsewoman showdown yeah. since you got the four back. What I really liked and too I, was like, and that, I mean. I mean, let's be real. We don't have to worry about the four the four horsewomen versus the four horsewomen now that Ronda Rousey's been shoved in the fucking alumni section. 
Yep. So well, they had to figure finger, out. So. Well, yeah, but but now that she's fell off the face of the earth and wrestling thinks you fucking goddamn waste of fucking opportunity. Anyways, now that she's not fucking in the mix anymore, they have to do something with the four horsewomen. They've been leading for something with them, so might as well just have them like beat the shit out of each other. Right. One set's bad, one set's good. Okay. No, that makes Charlotte- sense though. Charlotte's a good tweener too. You know what I mean? She's really good at being face and heel. She could be like the face that you kind of don't want to like, but since she's doing good shit, you're like, okay, bitch, you're passable. Or she's the heel that you're like, oh my God, you're such a fucking bitch. I love you. It's it's that flair thing. It's that flair thing. She got that from her daddy, I'm telling you. Yeah, I think the hardest part was is that you kind of booked yourself into a corner though because you had yeah. You didn't want Becky to lose going into Clash of Champions. You didn't want Sasha to lose going into Clash of Champions. You definitely didn't want Charlotte or Bailey, but someone was going to have to take that fall. And, you know, yeah. it ended up being Bailey that had to take the pin. But, um, no, so overall, I was very impressed. Very great match. And I loved watching all four of them together. I'm, I'm hyped. Every time I see them together, I'm just like, yes, I remember. And it was awesome. Uh, right. Next up. Ray Mysterio versus Grand Matt's Leak. Uh, this was a good match. I'm not gonna lie. I love to watch. I love watching Ray Mysterio, and anybody who's listened to the podcast forever knows that Ray Mysterio is my favorite wrestler of all time. So nothing. And I'm on there. the. I'm on the flip. I'm actually really happy that Grand Matt Leak was able to show off what he was capable. That's yeah. not, you know, let him wrestle separately. So people, I I'm 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 not gonna lie. I I have to agree with Cultaholic. Um, prior to this episode, I was hoping this would have been his Buddy Murphy match. It wasn't in my mind, but I feel like we'll be on the verge of seeing that from him if they put him against Rey Mysterio again. This wasn't the Buddy Murphy match that we got, which was like, whoa, who the fuck is that? Um, but I feel like we might be on the verge of that. So I'm going to keep my eye out with that one. Great question. What happened to Kalisto? He's too busy selling fucking uh, sour pass kids on Instagram. I don't know. No, like that's the only. It's, that's literally the only fucking time I see him anymore. I don't see him on my wrestling. I'll go on Instagram, and all of a sudden, on my stories, I'll go through a commercial, and there's Kalisto with sour patch kids, and well, that's like, about all I see of him. I say that because, like, he hasn't been with Lucha House Party for a little bit now, and he has been on uh-huh. Two Hundred Five Live. So I was like, all right, because. They have that whole. By the way, two hundred five live is is still around. How much longer we don't know, but um, but Korea didn't they, was with didn't them. they say? Didn't they say they're dissolving that? Yeah, they don't know I when thought, though. Uh, yeah, because because the last thing I read before we got on the show was it was that they're slowly moving over those that need to be moved over to NXT, and the other ones will be in the main roster, and then two hundred five just gets absolved. Yeah, and it will just be gone. But the title is getting moved to NXT as well. Yeah, which uh, that's what I mean. Those who needs to move over will move there. I don't think like uh, you know how you've had like Canellis go from two hundred five to main roster. I don't see him being on NXT. Yeah, I don't see that. So that's why I say I, I, the which makes sense with the article I was reading about how some will go to over to the main roster. I believe that's like he would be one of them. You know I think, what I mean? Yeah, like Drake's if you're, gonna be one of them too. Exactly. I don't see him going to NXT. Uh, Buddy Murphy. I don't. I know that he's 
been on NXT, and but because he was on there for so long, and now that he's starting to be a part of more of the main roster storylines, I don't see him making that jump as well. Right. So I can see what they mean about some of the people staying with the main roster people because it just makes more sense for who they are in their wrestling and what they do. So we'll see yeah. what happens. So to backtrack and get back on track, that didn't sound right. Anyway, so Baron Corbin versus Ricochet versus Samoa Joe, triple threat match to get into the finals of King in the Ring. Ricochet hits a 6.30 on Samoa Joe and gets the pin, and that's how it ended, and that's how I saw it. I don't care what anybody else had to say. I don't care that Baron Corbin got in, grabbed Ricochet, threw him into the crowd, got the pin, got the win. Ricochet still won to me. King Corbin. I want it now I so do. everyone can be angry. That's I, it. Like, I agree with Steve. I agree with our fearless leader, Steve. I kind of just want everyone to be frustrated at King Corbin. Because so, I, I, I think he's a good heel. <laughs> I didn't realize He may piss this. me off. And that's... That's how I know I like it. I, I have secretly liked him. He frustrates me so bad. I'm like, that's it. You're good. You're good at your job. It's funny, that's though, because I was listening to uh, Queen of the Ring, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Queens of the Ring. Um, and they were talking about how much they love Corbin. And everybody else is a bunch of bandwagon fans because they're, like, just now finding out that he's a good wrestler. But it's it's just it See, was I, funny listening to them talk I, about their love of him. Right, I we used to joke in our house about like when there was the whole controversy about whether or not Corbin could wear a shirt or not. Do you yeah. remember that when they yeah. went shirtless and it was like, nope, we were team team Tommy man, team Tom yeah. Toms. Like if this makes sense, I remember watching the whole NXT breaking, th- you know, whatever was it breaking ground or whatever, whatever the fucking like behind the scenes thing, and I watched that about Corbin. And for me, I can't speak for anybody else, but if you haven't seen it, I believe you can still go watch it on on the network. I kind of took where I I said fuck the network and got rid of it. Um, But I believe it's still on there. Uh, The NXT little behind the scenes thing that was show that they did with William Shatner as the narrator, I would suggest people who are unsure about Corbin to go watch it. Because it makes you understand his mindset as a person, and it makes you get the character and how he car- carries it now. Right. Because he's not like he's not the kind of guy that wants to go be for everyone's friend. It's the reason, like, as much as I fucking hate Brock Lesnar, I have a mild respect for him because he doesn't like people. He doesn't want to buy. He doesn't. He's on a fucking ranch. He lives on a ranch with fucking hay. You know what I mean? And his kids and his family. He doesn't like people. He's just a fucking prick. And so I got a mild respect for the fact that he doesn't like people. He doesn't pretend that he he does. And yeah. that's kind of what I get from Corbin. He's not everybody. He's not going to be everybody's favorite. And he doesn't plan to be that. So I actually don't mind King Corbin because if he can embrace this, like, I'm not, I'm not supposed to be your hero, but I'm still your champion. If he can embrace that kind of heel thing that he slightly seems to be doing more and more, which I've really been wanting. I'm cool with it. He did win me the WrestleMania portion of our prediction show, so I yeah. like him. <laughs> I remember yeah, you did say in the group chat because he won you the mania slot. He has to get like some comeuppance on the happiness with you. 
that's why that's why I caveat that by saying I won the WrestleMania portion. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah, he doesn't like men's person, y'all. It's just about points. <laughs> but I do like his moveset. It is like yeah. I've been a huge fan of his. Um, I was kind of disappointed when they, you know, when he lost the cash in. So, but yeah. I understood. Um, uh, but I do, I do like, like his his aura. And like I have his first theme song still downloaded on my phone because I just I right. love that first theme song. But yeah, that's neither here nor there. So, um, mm. the next match was probably like the dull part. We we praised this match last week. Then we got this match again this week. Wasn't as good because yeah, it just it just wasn't. So uh, Natalia defeated Lacey Evans. Yeah. Got to get that 50-50 booking somewhere. And that's what we'll yeah. talk about. That's it. There's not, there's not much to talk about. Yeah. There. It's not. It wasn't anything. As as usual, WWE played a match that you were fine with the first time, and they just fucked it up the second time. They she wanted could... the hero to win. Dude, legit. I'm just saying. WWE, leave shit alone. You don't need to replay it. You don't need to redo it. It's okay, buddy. Sometimes shit happens. It's fine. It's cool. So hey, relax. How do you fix a clock that's stuck on three sixteen? Say it again. How do you fix a clock that's stuck on three sixteen? Oh God, how? You hit it with a hammer, and it changes it to eleven nineteen. No. Shoutouts to Bray Wyatt. I love the Firefly Funhouse. Damn it. <laughs> I don't know why I legitimately thought I just I was reading something else, so I legitimately thought you were asking me a question, and I was like, <laughs> "Fucking, I deserve that. That's my own fault." And this is a friendship that'll never ever end. <laughs> um, so we so the Firefly Funhouse was going on. We learned about Stranger Danger from Abby the Witch yeah. and the friends. Um, her clock was stuck on three sixteen because Austin obviously was on the show. And then it was weird because, like, they hit it with a hammer. It got changed to 11-19. And a lot of people reminisced that that was the day that Undertaker technically debuted in WWF at the time. Um, mm-hmm. So, all the speculation was going on about what was going to happen. Um, uh, spoiler alert, nothing happened. But, um, yeah, it was kind of cool. I just, I just like Bray, obviously. But I keep loving, and you said it last week. I want to reiterate this week that "see you in hell" is just yeah is amazing. I love that line. Yeah. Um, so after our stranger danger <sighs> lesson, right? We had a ten man tag match, which I <laughs> sounds so all. You sound so pleased about this. The only good thing about the match was when the bell rang and it was over, and then the we. We did the the cheers, and I could stop. How about the Teddy Longness? How about I if this makes sense? I'm just okay. Uh, honestly, I no, it was just more of I hated all of it. <laughs> I was just <laughs> hey, that was that was like that signified the end of the match. That's where I was happy. If if this makes sense, it's the Teddy Longness of this match made my brain hurt. Why did we shove everybody <laughs> if we could? In the fucking match. Like, what? What? Like, if this makes sense, like, the thing that got me is why the fuck were the fucking Raiders there? 
our fucking experience. Our Valhalla dudes. I don't even know their names anymore. I'm just making <laughs> the up Valhalla dudes. <laughs> that I, like legit. I'm just making up new names for them every time. So but, like I, like I don't like legit to me. I, my brain was like, I know why. What? They're there. It it made sense to me in like the odd way, right? So obviously Seth and Braun have ish- issues with. Dolph and no, Rune. I mean I. No, I get that. It's just but the Viking, the Viking Raiders, had that match two weeks ago in a tag team turmoil, which was a disaster. But remember, they both got double eliminated. So I feel like the Viking Raiders wanted to get their comeuppance on the OC, and that's why they were included in that. And then obviously, I, and AJ had you want to know what. You want to know what I honestly feel like this is? I feel like this is another prime example of lazy fucking writing. That's what it is. Another <laughs> prime example of lazy fucking writing. Because realistically, I could like I could have probably made up a storyline about why the fuck the you know the Valhalla dudes were there. That's what their name is for the rest I of just, the show. I, I just that's, I'm not even gonna <laughs> argue what, with this. <laughs> their names now. So like I could have made a fucking storyline about like. Robert, you know, Robert Roop, fuck it. Bobby and Ziggy decided to steal their fucking gear or something. I could have made it interesting. You know what I mean? But like, no, they just kind of shove everybody in a fucking Teddy Long match and go, holla, holla, holla. Here's a bunch of people from the fucking ring. Don't get distracted. And like tag match players. (laughs) Like, exactly. And like, here's the thing that, okay. I want WWE, just people in general, like, it's cool that we have these matches where you can put a bunch of people in there. It's cool. Sometimes I love Battle Royale, Royal Rumble. You know, I think they're fun. You get a bunch of people in there. However, we don't need to have five on five, six on six, 27 versus 27, whatever the fucking thing you need to do. We don't need to do that all the time because the thing that doesn't get understood is I'm going to get into the, the, the psychology of fucking people for a second. We have turned everything into fast paced. Go, 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 go. And our brains are so quick. If you put too much in, it's too much. We overload. So like we turn off. If we can't understand it, we turn off. You have to simplify for us nowadays. So, like, when you have one person or you have a tag match or you have, like, a three on three, that's fine. But once you start going four, five, six, nine hundred, I can't count how many times I see people like, yo, I just fucking turn it off. Well, I just got in my phone. Well, I just, there's too many fucking people in the ring. That happens. Especially if you don't got a storyline or anything to make me give a shit about why somehow Braun Strowman and Seth decided Cedric and the Valhalla dudes need to take on Bobby Ziggy, AJ, the OC. Yeah, let's do this. Like, I don't fucking get it. Other than what you said, we need our comeuppance. We must avenge our losses. Well, how about the thing that I didn't understand was, why was it that as soon as, by the way, Cedric won this match, pinning AJ Styles with the lumbar check? Fucking awesome, by the way. Anyway, I don't understand how the one, two, three happens, and they get to win, and then Austin's music hits. And they come down to celebrate. Like, I feel like maybe okay, and maybe I'm looking at I'm looking at this wrong way. Maybe this could have been differently, right? I kind of felt like Austin going down there kind of overshadowed the victory because everybody's not talking about the the way the match ended. They're only talking about Austin coming. But 
in the same concept. That was I wanna say that. I want to say that I felt like Austin coming down and celebrating with those guys was like trying to give the like how Vince probably saw it was like, oh yeah, this would be good shit. Just go down there. By the way, it's a terrible Vince McMahon impression. Go down yeah, there and uh, just just drink bad. beers with them. <laughs> drink beers with them, and it'll give them the rub, and it'll make them look like good guys. And to right. me, only Cedric and the Viking Raiders were made to look cool in that moment. Where like Seth and Braun were just kind of like jokes. It worked on three of the guys, but the other two, I was kind of like, Seth, you're a fucking nerd anyway. And Braun, you don't really need this. But, you could have just rolled but out. Like the, but like the thing is, though, Seth and Braun made more sense than Cedric and Valhalla dudes. Like, let's be real. Like, yeah, they absolutely need the rub. They need to get the push. But like, if you were to tell me, like, if you were to tell me before this, like, before we saw the match, if you were to, at the beginning of Monday Night Raw, Stone Cold Steve Austin's going to be in the ring at the end of the night, drinking beers as per usual, two people, who do you think it's going to be? I would have said Braun and, Braun and Seth because of the way the thing is. And nowhere in my wildest dreams would I have been like, Cedric Alexander and the Valhalla dudes. Nowhere in my wildest dreams would those have been the 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 three people that I would have put in my mind if I didn't have any knowledge of this match or anything. So I get it; they needed it more, but it also didn't make sense. Like, no, I feel where you're coming from. It, it looked weird. <laughs> like, but I'm happy that they did it. But like the like when you said you feel that Austin coming out overshadowed it. Flat out, it was designed that way. Yeah. Because I didn't do like I don't give a fuck. I didn't give a fuck about this match. I know a lot of people on Twitter didn't give a fuck about this match. I went on the internet, scoping the comment section, a lot of people being like, Did you give a fuck about this match? No, I did not give a fuck about this match. But holy hell, Stone Cold Steve Austin. They the thing that Vince McMahon does is he has a series of people that it's if this let me put it this way. The only time I'll bring up politics, it reminds me of our president. He has a few talking points he always brings up. Vince McMahon reminds me of the same exact way. That's just, he always has the same exact thing where I can always rely on Steve Austin. I can always rely on, um, you know, bringing out, he can't, he can't do it with JR, but I can always bring out King. I, well, he can't do it with Ric Flair anymore, but he always had these said his people, he could just bring out. So like, if your show's doing bad, shove DX on there. That would get us some ratings. Yeah. Well, Bring it's not, but the thing is, though, we, guess what just happened? It's not. Yep. So what now, Vince? Because we just saw what Raw's rating was. So you wasted a Stone Cold Steve Austin beer moment because you're trying to combat the NFL. Yeah, that. Well, yeah, I'm, that was the one that got me. It was like, really. Really? I get it. You have beef with NFL. You have a beef with AEW. You have a beef with freaking apparently God Almighty because, you know, we watched that wrestling match. Chill out. He just needs to chill out on figuring out who he's fighting with and figure out how to make his product better. Yeah. No, I agree. I think... Mm, that's where... Stop think... shoving people to, to get ratings. Figure out yeah. how to get ratings. Speaking about shoving people, The Undertaker... <laughs> Opened oh, SmackDown. Another. That is such a perfect segue. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, mind you, both shows were at Madison Square Gardens. I do want to 
put that out there because this is oh, like yeah. the first show since 2012, 2010 that they've done at MSG. Something so like. it was kind of a big deal. But they brought Taker out. Taker talked about his moments of MSG. And then Sami Zayn came out and got choke slammed. So, yeah, that's what happens. Cool second. It was bro. as he said. He's making sound, folks. I'm not lying. <laughs> um, it was that thrilling of a time. Which, like, I feel like if you're going to compete against the NFL, do so. And I felt like the show overall was a good show. It was just unfortunate because you're competing against the NFL in their first week of for the year, and they have a double header on ESPN. Come on, man, take a chill pill. Like I wasn't gonna watch Raw, but I watched Raw because like I didn't care about the first game. But once you pass ten o'clock and the Broncos were kicking off, bruh, you weren't even being paid attention to. I was. Too busy watching the game, which the Broncos lost, and I was very furious. We're not going to talk about that because this is that kind of podcast. Next up, Miz versus Andrade. <laughs> and so uh, Miz ended up winning this match. Kind of cool, but also I don't know what the purpose was. Like, are they trying to get Miz back in line for like for the Intercontinental Championship? Because I know he's supposed to be going against uh, Shinsuke, which I guess that would make sense. But then Shinke, yeah. Shinsuke attacked him from behind. And, uh, yeah. So, I know that's the match we're going to get at Clash of Champions. Every, I feel oh. so bad every time every time I see Shinsuke because of his theme song. And he was kicking everybody in the nut. Every time I see, every time I see Shinsuke Nakamura, I immediately think of the parody video that was done of his theme. Where they changed the, uh, the subtitles into pretty much wanting to punch everybody in the nuts. So every time I hear AJ, I mean, uh, Shinsuke, I immediately start hearing the Japanese, but I just start translating. I'm like, gonna punch you in the nuts. And I'm just like, God damn it. <laughs> it all day now. Yeah. Dick kicker. Oh, um, dick kicker. Moving on from dick kickers uh, to women. I matches. don't know. Well, yeah. I mean, I get it's supposed to hype the match between him and Nakamura. Miz and Nakamura, but I didn't care. You yeah. know? Meh. So one half of the women's tag team championship competed in a match against Fire and Desire, which would have been Nikki Cross. After a really weird promo that they tried to cut on Nikki, talking about how weird she is, like, I was like, yeah. I yeah. Don't, and I don't, I don't I'm, I'm going to put this, this out there right now. I'm going to put this out there right now. Two things. I get what they're trying to do. They've been trying to do this with Mandy fucking, you know, bitch face for a long time. I actually don't mind her as a person. I, I don't like her as the persona in wrestling, but Mandy Rose, the individual, yeah, she as a person, I do not mind. I've seen stuff with her behind things and her family, and she's actually really cool. She comes from, like, a Delhi family, so I got mad prosperous work-class families like that. However... I don't like how they're writing her. The fact that she was pouncing on the fact of like Nikki being ugly and weird. What in the fuck? Really? What was that about women's evolution and standing up for women? Stephanie, what was that? However, I love the thing that came out of there, which was Alexa bliss. I don't know. I don't remember when this was. I don't, I saw a clip cause someone posted this after this match and it was Mandy saying to Nikki, you will never look like me. And Alyssa goes, 
who would want to? I'm like, bitch. Yeah, that was a that was a tag match. The week yeah, before. they <laughs> yeah they put the, well they put the clip up and they're like, this is what we need for for this match right now. Yeah, and I'm like, no, I agree. They needed her to say that for this match because fuck fuck Mandy Rose. I hope Nikki keeps putting running fucking rough shot on it. Well, if they're gonna write her, like they're not gonna say anything to Alexa Bliss because she's a grand slam grand champ. She's a grand slam champion. Damn, I really yeah, it's so hard to get out. Yeah, well, uh, it, not even just that. Like you have that, and then um, like Nikki. Well, like what are they gonna do when it comes to um Alexa? Are they gonna say like? Oh, like I don't know. Yeah, like I, they don't got nothing. I, well, yeah, so I'm saying, like, what are they gonna do? Like, Alexa's ugly. That's not gonna pan well with a lot of the fans, especially fucking Corey Graves, who I know he's tapping Carmella, but um, he would freak out audibly because you know Alexa. You know he'll he he would jump in on that one. So it just it wouldn't it wouldn't work. So I don't I. But at the same time, I don't appreciate that that's what the rap that they're giving Nikki. I love like, yeah, it was It was cool when she was doing the crazy bitch, but I'm just going to say this. Crazy doesn't mean ugly, weird, whatever. Like, it really kind of rubs me a wrong way that, yeah, she's weird, but you're making it that it's gross. Fuck that. Yeah, I was going to say, up. I could appreciate the fact of them saying that she's weird because she's crazy. Yeah, but they're making it not ugly yeah, but and like. Disgusting. That's what I mean. Yeah. I don't like that. I don't like that part because in my mind, you know, do be you. Like, be weird, whatever. We've all talked about that. But the fact that they're making it that she's gross is I what I have. I to say something to Bliss. That'd be just some little line about, don't you got some, like, pixie dust to, like, throw or something? I would – that that just has to be, she like – She smacked like Oh, my God. I would just – I would die laughing, though. <laughs> or, like, man – like, How about this? Like – to win in a distraction, right, and have the titles mm-hmm. move to fire and desire, you would have Mandy throw like some kind of dust in front of Alexa Bliss's face and then pin her. Like I feel like that would be perfect. And then it just kind of like see. But nice the thing throwback. is, though, it doesn't make it doesn't. Yeah, but it doesn't make sense for Alexa now. No, it doesn't. So she's so far from that character, but it's you can so always make far that from recall. that character. Yeah, but I think she would just be like, "What the fuck?" and not get distracted. The way that she's per- the way that she's honed this character, what would need to happen is is literally it would they unfortunately the storyline that they're doing now is getting you know possibly getting them disqualified, you know, uh, whatever the fuck where it's like no DQ, you lose the title kind of shit. Where yeah. getting the better of someone's anger. It seems like that's the way they're going to do it. I don't like it <laughs> but Speaking i don't know the they, the, i'm just i'm just at this point right now where stephanie mcmahon needs to just fucking tape her goddamn mouth shut every time she goes on about being women because if she was it's moments like this where we need her in the fuck like how many fucking vaginas you got in the creative room i really want to know that right now how many vaginas do you have right now writing creative for this company if the number is not higher than three on a team of six or whatever the however if it's not at least half i don't want to fucking hear a goddamn thing from stephanie about women anymore i am sick and tired of it she fucking lets them write things where they call women ugly sluts and all this shit but she wants to fucking do it for 
for, oh, I'm, I want to get money for my charity. We're all about women. Bet you a damn dirty liar when it comes to the reality of it. Okay. Stop using women <laughs> as a crush to, be, to fucking fill your pockets. Okay. Stop being a fake feminist, you fucking lazy ass. Let's move speaking on. Of- Sorry. She pisses me off with that fake feminist shit. I was going to say, speaking of fake pockets, uh, Heavy Machinery beat a couple local competitors. That's oh, cool. They're getting the they're getting the Viking Raiders what, treatment. Alex Keaton and Johnny Silver. <laughs> That's their names. I found that out. Um, I, if, I feel so bad. I just went on this hella rant about Stephanie. Yeah, Not that right. I feel bad about my Stephanie rant. No, it's fine. She just can't at least defend why she she gives me the optics of that. No, we're we're past, bad, that. we're past that. We're past that. Nope. Get, nope. I'm doing this because Stephanie, if you want to defend yourself, come on my podcast. I'm trying to get us big time. <laughs> trying to get it big time. Just you want to defend it, God, yeah. shut up. <laughs> see, see, Stephanie, if you want to defend yourself against my possibly miss. No, I, I firmly believe my stance. Make, make me change my mind. Frank and culture. Come find us. Bitch. So. Uh, Roman Reigns and Eric Rowan got into a little chaotic brawl. I'm going to say my favorite part was this, was when a, a random, quote-unquote, fan got powerbombed into uh, Roman. Yeah. That was lit. <laughs> I feel like yeah. that's perfect. Like, how come that never happened? Like, I've always wondered this. How come that never happens in a wrestling match? When they go outside to brawl, why isn't there that random person who gets thrown into another competitor? Like, I feel like that's perfect. Then <laughs> you just grab that random um, person uh, and just throw them into, or you use them as a they, shield. Yeah, I was saying, you have to think about it this way. It will never happen on WWE. It probably won't happen on AEW. If you want to see that shit, you got to go to the Indies. Because every time I think of, like, using people, using fans, I will always bring up for everyone to look up the best Tyler Black, a.k.a. Seth Rollins video that ever exists of when he did a backflip off a fat guy's stomach on a, onto a wrestler. That is using that. the fan, literally using a fan to your advantage. That's why indies are great. Eric just so, powerbombed a random it, dude into Roman. It, yeah, but it, <laughs> they, they can't do it because of liability purposes. Like when you're in an indie show, you literally are just signing up like, if I go to like a super hell indie show in a fucking gym, like I'm not gonna be a, like I'm I'm not gonna throw a hissy fit if I get someone thrown into me or there's blood or sweat on me because I'm in a fucking gym in an indie show. I am gonna throw a fit if I'm at WWE and my shit gets interrupted because I paid a lot of money to sit in a cushy ass seat and play for overpriced beer, you know all that shit. It's a totally different experience. It makes it makes sense because their products are different too. If our so food takes I, my popcorn. I would yeah, be okay see, with that. <laughs> dude, I'm fine with that. I want someone dude, I'd be so happy with that. Like just us up a front. All of a sudden when someone takes my drink, I'd be like, I'll go buy another. Which one do you like? You know? <laughs> what flavoring? But like I think I don't know. about that. I think that's I think about hmm? like Alistair Black at NXT, right? When um they poured the water on the floor and then like Alistair slipped yeah. on it. It was like kind of like Chekhov's gun. Like, you saw it get dropped, and you're kind of like, okay, yeah, whatever, that's not going to take a play. And it did. And you're like, oh, oh, that was totally set up. I thought that was just accidental. <laughs> like, I love it. But, yeah, I think mm-hmm. I think if uh, R-Truth came through, or somebody came through and grabbed my beer or something, I might be pissed at first, but then I'll be like, yo, I'm totally going to be on TV with this. <laughs> I'm okay with that. 
Yeah, I'd be fine. There's certain levels of being okay. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I'd be fine with, like, take my beer, that kind of shit. But, like, if there was a wrestling angle where, like, the side heater broad decided jokingly, like, look at my husband. I'd end up on TV for all the wrong reasons. So I think there's only, (laughs) I think there's, like, some ringside action that's appropriate. Some ringside action that land Julie in five to ten. So, you know, it's all about decisions. So, <laughs> Bailey and Ember had a match. Um, it was decent. It was, great. It was a lot better. Yes. It was it was good. It's what I expect out of a Bailey and Ember match. Like yep. it's going to be a good wrestling match. And Bailey but they, won. It was yeah. It wasn't anything like they both had to put effort into. Right. Because like, there's no story to either one, so you didn't give a fuck about either side. You're like, oh, yep, yep. wrestling. <laughs> um. Kofi Kingston and Randy Orton had their brawl where they reenacted. Actually, so that would have been it. It was 2010 where uh, Kofi did the boom drop on uh, Randy Orton and they recreated mm-hmm. that, which I appreciate. I mean, it was, right. I know, but I appreciated it. It was telegraphed. Right, right. No, I agree. But that was cool still. I was fine with it. I, it's whatever. And then, I'm fine with certain throwbacks like that. So in the show, <laughs> Um, it was announced before SmackDown that Elias was injured. He could not compete in the semifinals for the King of Ring tournament. So Shane McMahon, welcome back from jury duty, asshole. Um, please go back. <laughs> please go back. Uh, showed up to let Chad Gable know that he was going to have an opponent. It was going to be one guy. And he left. He came back and said it was him. That he was going to go against the best in the world. I'm not even going to do all the way. So anyway, Shane McMahon versus Chad Gable. Um, and Shane brought Kevin Owens into the fold and told him that he had to be the referee if he wanted his $100,000 fine uh, removed, which that's still a thing. Um, I roll. Yeah. So in the, right off the jump, Chad Gable hits the suplex and the chaos suplex and gets count. One, two, three. Um, then Shane rolls out of the ring says it's going to be a best two out of three. And that Kevin needs to do the right thing. So the second match happens. Kevin Owens starts counting slow for Chad. Try to do fast counts for Shane. Um, but the match ended by submission. Which was crazy because it was the ankle lock. Um, Shane Shane gets locked and he taps out. He jumps Kevin Owens and fires him. That's kind of it. Pretty much. Um, if this makes sense, I'm like, I, I can't. I don't think there's enough words to put. I don't know. Like, it's hard to describe the amount of pressure I was putting on my jaw with my hand right then. Not start screaming into the mic as you were describing that. Because I was like, flashbacks. Like, it was numb all over. Because I'm just like, oh, that's right. Yay. Shane McMahon fucking taking opportunities from independent, you know, from wrestlers. Because, you know, well, he didn't have the silver spoon shoved up his ass his entire life. But, yeah, you know, why not? Let's. More fucking opportunity, and time, do, and money. I do want to say this, though. So, originally, it was supposed to be a battle royal for the chance yeah. to compete against Chad Gable. Um, and it was Vince's change saying, hey, no, just put my son in and just let him. Are you shocked? Myself. Are you shocked? No, I'm that not really that? shocked. I think it's just, I I'm think just, it's crazy that we couldn't get, I don't, we couldn't I get a battle royal to get those other guys onto the show. Like, I am shocked about that. 
but I'm not shocked at because even at that, okay, let's let's. Yeah, I'm not out. shocked at that. I'm not but, shocked at that at all. I'm not shocked that that they had that as an opportunity, and Vince decided to fuck it up. Well, no, no. If no. it decides, it, Vince decides to change things that are good. Here's what That's I was. Here's, here's what I would say, right? So if Vince still wanted Shane to be in the finals or the semifinals, right? Why not have a battle royal? Have him in the match, show up like at the very end, and throw out who won originally, right? It could be anybody. It could be Ali. It could be Mansoor. I don't care who it is that wins. I just picked those two names, by the way. Um, but then you would have uh, Shane just come out and just throw that person on the top and be like, I'm the winner. Yeah. And then, like, he goes on to compete. Like, because then at that, you still have that go, go, go away home heat on Shane. But you still give opportunity to other people to kind of shine. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess, but for me, he's got go home heat. Go the he's fuck home heat. Home. That's what he's got. That's what he has. Just go the fuck home and please stay home. Go back to fucking jury duty, okay? You know who doesn't Think- have go home heat? <clears throat> who? Batista, because he's in Gears of War 5. Oh, I just got the oh. Let me finish my rant. I'm going to tell you about Gears 5 in one second. Like, <laughs> this is the thing about, the thing that frustrates me about having Shane in there. What, you're going to put him in the finals? So you're going to take another slot of another person that you're just putting. All I'm seeing right now is Vince McMahon panicking. Panicking. That's all this reminds me of. I was like, I don't know what the fuck to do. So let me shove my fucking son in there. I don't want to take the time to think about writing. I just want to keep shoving and shoving and shoving and shoving and shoving. Because I'm so concerned about AEW and New Japan and ROH and all these other people who decided they don't need to come to me anymore for my approval. They don't need to bow down and kiss Vince McMahon's ring. It's panicky. And so he shoves this goddamn whack-ass son up my ass again. I am so tired of Stephanie, Vince, Shane, and Triple H. I am done. I am done. Vince McMahon has successfully made me just abhor their existence in this company. I cannot stand when they are on my television anymore. I used to like when you would see, you know, from one side of the ring to the other with Shane. Now when he does this, I'm like, oh, please break yourself so I don't have to feed you in my fucking ring. Please hurt yourself. Anytime I see Stephanie, I'm like, someone slap her so hard she gets embarrassed she never gets back in the ring again. Somebody, anybody, please. Can I? I'll volunteer. Taken. Anybody, please. I'll do it. I'm tired of them taking opportunities. Why the hell are you signing all these contracts for these people and not using them? You're so threatened by a company, yet you don't use the people you have. You make me watch your sweaty ass son fuck up wrestling even more. Yep. It's annoying. So, now we're done with the SmackDown thing. Thank God. Julie got her two rants about Steph Steph and Shane now. Hopefully, moving to NXT, she won't have one about Triple H. Yeah. <laughs> so, first off, we had NXT. This is the last NXT that is taped because next week we go live, right? Is yeah. it next week? Yep, next week's live. Next week is live. Yeah. We have a live NXT. And what makes it weird is that the first hour is going to be on USA. The second hour is going to be on the WWE Network for the first couple weeks. Which I... I think is such punk shit. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Like, WWE, let me make this abundantly clear. We're not going to get your whack-ass network back. 
now that you decided to move most of your fucking product to cable. Yeah. I don't need your shit. And even I will that, go to I'll go to individual websites that I will not name and I will never tell you where it's not fucking Brendan Schaub, but I will go to websites and find your pay-per-view. I ain't fucking paying for your shit. Not if you're gonna keep doing this wack ass shit. Well, here so they're like they're essentially telling you like you're gonna have to make a choice, right? Like you have to choose either NXT or AEW. But you're putting the show on Thursday as well. All all of it, full uploaded. So mm-hmm. I don't that's have to make I, that choice. I can still go. Is, that's roughly what I said when all of this stuff was going on. When they're like, oh, Wednesday's AEW versus NXT and Monday Night Raw. I'm like, um, I think we all win. Legit. We all win. I know. Like, I know there was like the joking back and forth in our group chat about like, well, no, you're picking a side. Realistically, we're not. We're not picking no. a side. We all win. We get to watch all the wrestling that we want. I can watch WWE. I can watch AEW. I can watch New Japan. I can watch ROH. I can watch WW. Like, I have options. So I don't need. Let's let's jump into this really quick. I don't I need to suck the McMahon teeth. That's what it is. And he <laughs> so, needs to get comfortable with that. Let's let's jump into this really quick because we do have an extra piece of news for NXT that we should talk about. So yeah. Damian Priest defeated Boa, which, I mean, it's, I guess it's kind of cool. Boa could take the loss. He's in the breakout tournament. Uh, Damian Peace, uh, Priest is like a fucking tornado. Cool. Uh, Shane Thorne got super kicked in the face uh, by Johnny Gargano, who said that he was staying at NXT. Which was kind of cool. Uh, Not surprised. That's what he's been kind of yeah. broadcasting with his shit. So Pete Dunn Shot. looked awesome against Angel Garza. But Angel Garza also looked really good in this match as well. So I do mm-hmm. want to say that. Yeah. I'm I'm becoming more of a fan of his too, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cameron Grimms, uh, Grimms defeated Raul Mendez. Cool. It was a match. Uh, William Regal added Candice LeRae to next week's match to determine Shayna Baszler's uh, challenger, which it's Io, Candice, uh, Bianca Belair, and Mia Yim, right? I think that's right. Yeah, I believe so. So it's probably going to be Mia Yim. Yeah, more like Try Yim, Belair, yeah, Candice. Yeah, that's that's the four way. Shayna Baszler um, in a in a pretty cool story, uh, defeated Rhea Ripley by disqualification because Rhea Ripley hit her with a chair. And that was kind of cool. I'm not going to lie. And then uh, you had a promo and with... Real quick, real quick. I just need more of that. I need yes. more of Rhea Ripley taking Shayna Baszler's ass and handing it to her. That's well, what I need like more. A, so there's a rumor that... Pete Dunne, Rhea Ripley, and Tony Storm are all coming to NXT. I've seen that a lot. I, 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 there's a lot more weight into that. It's not just them. There's, there's going to be there, there's going to be um, more fluid between the two. They're not going to be. Mountain. Dog, I'd be so fine with Mustache Mountain being on regular fucking NXT, but I'm fine with them being on UK too. I mean, for me personally, I think like. I don't know. There's certain people that make more sense to bring them to the regular NXT brand, like Storm, Ripley, Dunn. But I don't think Walter and them 
makes sense. I think Walter needs to be a, a UK guy. He needs to be a European wrestler and stay over there. I don't mean like he can't wrestle in the US or oh, don't come to, you know, but he just makes more sense with the whole thing that, you know, Emporium and all that shit that they got. Um, I think he has a contracted make- that he's only going to wrestle for WWE UK because he wants to stay over in Germany. And well, that's what I he'll mean. He'll only like, come it, over for like occasional shows. So I understand where well, you're coming from. It it just makes more sense in general for him, and so I think like there's just certain wrestlers that it doesn't make sense for. But like Tony Storm's never seemed like the UK wrestler to me. Nah, you know what I mean. Rhea Ripley never seemed like the UK wrestler to me. Pete Dunne did, but because he wrestled so much on regular NXT before we got the UK brand going, really. Um, he's he one that grew it. He's fluid enough in there to where if you slapped him on regular NXT, it wouldn't seem weird. I can feel. I can understand you know? that. Um, so, it makes sense for those ones. Um, and like I said, fucking real Ripley beating the shit out of Shane Baszler all day because fuck Shayna, fuck Shayna. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, undisputed era claimed uh vowed that they're gonna fulfill the prophecy next week when. Roddy takes on the Velveteen Dream in a North American Championship match, which just saying dripping in motherfucking gold. If those fuck, I've been that was that's been my want. I've said that I just want undisputed era all titles. (laughs) Like (laughs) I just I think it adds up the cocky prick level to a an untainable level for all of our senses. And I'm like, yes, please give me this. I so, want them all. Triple H announced that uh, 205 Live was going to be absorbed into NXT, which we talked about earlier. Yeah. Um, the other part that he was talking about was that at Royal Rumble, there's not going to be an NXT takeover. It's going to be when worlds are what, what do you call it? Worlds collide. World, worlds collide. Yeah. So we'll get two. Well, it would have been two five. NXT, NXT UK, Raw and SmackDown, all in a competition on that Saturday. What I found kind of fucked up was there's a rumor that they're only going to put takeovers anytime that AEW does a show. Are you shocked? It goes back to the Vince McMahon is a biatch. <laughs> so what really kind of <laughs> irritates me about it, though, is the fact that I don't have to choose still. I can go watch AEW, and then the next day I can watch NXT. Like, I'm okay with take. Like, I love takeovers. Trust me. I, I love the takeovers. Yeah, I love takeovers. I, I watch takeovers probably two or three times. I can go back also- Sunday. And not worry I about also him. I also look at it this way. I don't think Vince McMahon understands one major goddamn thing that the people like me who are our our best time of wrestling as far as being a fan was during the Attitude Era. If you don't think I won't fucking put a laptop up in the television having two different programs running at the same time, bitch, you do not know what my programming was when I was a kid with WCW and WWF going at the same time. Test me test i'll have every electronic thing in this place playing a different wrestling and i will let my adhd fly okay <laughs> try me try I, me Let's i do see it every I week i do it every I, week when just, we have takeover I, I, and there's a ufc event so i, I can't i can't do it that much too often because it's so overwhelming but if, if it's like every once in a while that he wants to throw that up with aew i'm like 
all right, whatever. I'll give myself that anxiety attack. I'll let my shit go fly. Bring it. I was born for this. (laughs) Yeah, so moving from when worlds collide, I just kind of want to touch on that a little bit because I thought it was kind of fucked up. But uh, Uh, It's fucked up, but not surprising. It's so Vince McMahon. Sunday, you know what I mean? Sunday, Sunday, we have Clash of Champions, which yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of okay with. So let's start from the bottom up. We're gonna make predictions yeah. for this. Fun fact, fans, I didn't know it was this weekend. That's how <laughs> excited I was about this pay per view. True story. You can ask Cliff. He yeah. kept saying it's this weekend. I had to Google it because I did not believe him. <laughs> Guess what? He was correct. It was me who was wrong. <laughs> I came so little fucked. I was like, you're lying. Look it up. Oh, my God. No, he's not. Wow. I pay attention real well. <laughs> so, AJ Styles versus Cedric Alexander. Who do you got for the WWE United States Championship? Man, I feel like they're going to end up screwing Cedric and it's going to be AJ. Yeah, I'm going to go that route, too. I'm going to take AJ in this. Um, Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross versus Mandy and Sonya for the Women's Tag Team Championship. This one's hard for me because I don't, I don't see why it, it doesn't make sense to pull it off Bliss and Cross. But I feel like they're going to give it to Mandy Rose and Deville. If not this pay per view, we're looking at it within another pay per view. I feel like they're they're going to get their hands on that title too. Yeah, I think I think Hell in a Cell is probably when it's going to switch. So I'll go with. I'm going to go with the champs. I'm going to take Bliss and Cross. Um, right. Though I do kind of want Fire and Desire to win a little bit. And the only match that's not for a championship, Roman Reigns versus Eric Rowan, which probably should be on the pre-show because it's not for a championship. Anyway. Right. Yeah. Roman um, Rowan. Oh, it's going to be Roman Reigns. Duh. It's got to be Roman. Whether or not I want it, it's going to be Roman Reigns. Becky uh, versus Unless they do Sasha. something um, championship. Oh, this is going to be Sasha. It's got to be Sasha. I'm taking Sasha. It's it's, it, it, if this makes sense, it doesn't make sense to have the Raw title on the woman who's going to end up leading the SmackDown brand. Right. Like, Becky's supposedly... Fox wants Becky. So it doesn't make sense to have her not on with the title. So I feel like we're going to... We're getting, we're getting that title change... And we're end up getting a female title changed. And then we'll see the two phase off. Nakamura versus The Miz for the Intercontinental Championship. Um, Miz. I'm going to take Miz too. Yeah, I'm... they're going to bring in. I feel like they're making him like just that's his title. They're going to change it to the Miz to Continental or some shit like that. I hate you for saying that. You're welcome. You You're welcome. Listen, also, I gotta, I gotta live with a husband who has a, a notepad in his phone just for stupid jokes. Fucking also, taking um, them all down with me. I think Miz is two reigns away from beating Chris Jericho for most championships, yeah. most Intercontinental championships held. I was like, which is probably why they're doing it. Yeah. Uh, New Day versus New the Revival. Um. I don't know. This I'm one's gonna... hard for me. I feel like I feel like New Day's gonna retain. But I don't care enough for them to retain. I kinda think it would make I think we need to mix it up and put it. I wish it wasn't the revival. I wish it was another tag team, so I would, you know, 
I'm gonna feel take like a revival. It, yeah, that's why I feel like I feel like th- there needs to be something a change. There needs like a palette change with this title thing, and I think um, them losing would make it. Yeah, I don't want it to be revival. I wish it was another tag team facing the New Day, but since there isn't, I'm t- choosing revival. In a match that will be in a pre-show, Drew Gulak, Humberto Carrillo, and Lince Dorado. Which is match. such WWE garbage. That is such garbage. You get, is. That is such garbage that they're in the fucking pre-show when that Roman Reigns-Rowan match, which is not a fucking title match, is on the thing. Pointing facts out that that's straight garbage, and if I was Gulak, I would bitch slap somebody with my title. Speaking of which, I think it's Gulak. I hope he wins, too, and I hope he fucking bitch slaps somebody in the back room with his title. Yep. Kingston versus Orton for the WWE Championship. I... I want Kingston, but I feel like they're going to give it to Orton. There's something in me that's got this fucking weird thing, because I feel like we might be getting Randy Orton and The Fiend to replay. Oh, God. I do. I don't know. There, there, there's been... There's been interactions between the two of them on Twitter that I'm like, don't you two talk. Don't acknowledge his existence. Yeah. I feel like Bray's Twitter game, though, is interacting with a lot of different people. Oh, he is interacting with everybody. Bray's Bray's net is fucking far and wide. I've just seen way too much on the Twitter of the little wrestling, the wrestling news mark saying that that's a possibility as well. That's why I'm like... I'm gonna go with... I'm gonna go with Kofi on this one. I want Kofi. Yeah, I want Kofi, but there's... I'm really nervous about Randy winning it. Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins, and Braun Strowman versus Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler. I'm taking Roode off. I don't care. <laughs> um, I feel like we're getting a title change. I think so too. Which leads us so, to the next match: Seth Rollins versus Braun Strowman. I don't think we're getting a title change on that one. You think it's going to be Seth? Yeah. I, they have to give him something. The only thing he's got going right now is banging Becky. So, I mean, give him a title. Other than that, half of his fucking mic game lately has been really slacking. It's been he's, really he's cheesy. banging the cover of the WWE 2K20 cover. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, yeah. Oh, him, and, him and Becky <laughs> just made a cover of Muscle, Muscle and Fitness. AKA WWE Magazine. Don't be fooled, folks. But, um... They were on the cover, the new, the latest edition of uh, Muscle and Fitness. So, is that the same company that owns Shape? They all, they, it's all under one fucking thing, and they all end up getting they. I you would you would think, um, when you would see Muscle and Fitness, you'd be like, yeah, but then I I would see you know, Vince McMahon, certain wrestlers seventy years old. I, See Vince McMahon, seventy. I'm gonna say this right now. Vince McMahon, a seventy-year-old, seventy-plus-year-old, being on cover of Muscle Fitness, I can accept that considering how fit he is in his age with his muscles and shit like that. I I could see that, and and them doing a story about him working so hard. What I can't see is I'm gonna not. I I can't see them putting some form of diva bullshit on there and going. Yep, and be like, what fucking muscles they got? Seriously, show me the fucking <laughs> tone they got. What they have is yoga body. They have a body that's been slimmed down and then stuff like that. But when you're in tight, I mean, yeah, I know muscle and fitness, but when you're pumping it as if it's a workout, heavy workout, you know, 
there's certain people that made the cover. I'm like, it didn't make sense. You know, they got it because they're they're WWE. And I don't mean that to shame anybody. I don't. I'm not saying you didn't work hard because you did. Anybody to get in that company worked really hard and you have a, you know, you did a good job. But unfortunately, there's some people that, you know, the only reason why they got that is because of the fucking company they're with. And it's kind of shitty. Yeah. Speaking of people who are with the company, Charlotte Flair versus Bailey. SmackDown Women's mm. Championship. Oh, uh, Flair. I feel like they're going to do a mix-up with this one. So. Because if Flair's on SmackDown. I feel like Bailey, they might switch up and bring her over to Monday Night Raw. Um, and have Charlotte v. Uh, uh, v Becky. Even if Charlotte ends up leaving, they're going to end up... I don't see Becky versus Bailey being the match for Becky taking the title to carry that mantle into the Fox version of SmackDown. You know what I mean? It doesn't sit in my mouth right when I say that. Like, Bailey versus Becky for the SmackDown. But when you tell me Charlotte versus Becky, it seems more grandiose. Does yep. that make sense? It seems bigger. That. It seems like something that you could see in, like, a SummerSlam or a WrestleMania Bailey has been booked so poorly and this new heel change, it doesn't make sense. Like, I get it. Like, if they try to do it where it's like Becky versus Bailey and Becky's the new face and Bailey's the new heel. I see where you're going at it, but it just it doesn't seem right. If it's Sasha and Becky, that seems right because of their past history. You know what I mean? Charlotte and Bailey. But you know what I mean? It's just those two, when you face those two off together, it seems weird to me. So yeah, I'm, ho- I'm, I'm going to take Bailey. I, I'm well, I'm hoping, I'm hoping for a Charlotte because, like I said, I just I feel that when Charlotte and Becky wrestle, because, like I said, I feel like that's how they're going to do it because it does not make sense having your female main person not being the title holder within the first like month, month and a half. So I feel like she's going to get that title chance soon. Once they go on Fox, I just, I feel that they wrestle better. They communicate better. They're tighter. There's, I feel like when I've seen Becky and Bailey wrestle, it almost, it reminds me of when I watch Priestley and Britt Baker wrestle. I love the two of them. I do. It's from AEW, if people didn't catch those, uh, you know, if you didn't catch the name in New Japan. However, when I watch them wrestling, when I watch them wrestle, there's something slightly off. It's and it's ever so slightly. It's great. There's something off. That's how those two make me feel. Where so, I'm just I like this, but I don't like it as much as I could. So if you notice, we are missing a match that was supposed to be on Clash of Champions, but it got canceled. That match being Baron Corbin versus Chad Gable for the King of the Ring. Um, originally, it was slated to be on Clash of the Champions, but it got bumped to the following night on Monday Night Raw, which is a crying shame because you would think that since you're crowning all these champions, you would crown the King of the Ring as well, but... No, it's WWE. No, they don't make not if, sense. Yeah, I'm saying not if you're WWE and you need the rating. So that is it's what it all, is. It's all about ratings. Well, it's not going to be very good ratings because, yeah, 
Um, but with that match, uh, you want to make a prediction? Chad Gable versus Baron Corbin? Oh, I said King Corbin. I would love Chad Gable. Let me put the asterisk. I would love Chad Gable to win. Because I think Chad Gable is very good. I feel like he got the short end of the stick out of the two of him and Jason Jordan. I thought they were a great tag team that should have never been split up. And the whole dumbass storyline they did with him being sent. So I, I would like Chad Gable to win. However, King Corbin. Yeah, I'm going to go with King Corbs. King Corbin. Oh, King Corbin all the way. I like Chad. I hope he wins something. Just not this. Um. So with that being said, I mean, that kind of brings up like everything that's going on. Um. We do have... Yeah, we don't have... Uh, we've got a couple weeks until we have... Ooh, big, actually... Because AEW doesn't release till this is until uh, what the third, second, second, second. Yeah. Sorry, yep. Just thinking the third. With that said, here's something fun that we could talk about mm-hmm. really quick. Um, and no rants. This we can talk about this. Um, ROH is in deep trouble, and it looks like Impact is going to purchase them. How does that make you yeah. feel? Meh. Yeah. <laughs> That's legit how I feel. Like, I don't know. ROH has been... It's been okay. I don't know. No, I feel where you're coming from. I feel I'm, the same way. I'm, I'm fine with any... Okay. I'm More wrestling is good. Less wrestling is bad. So if we find a way to have more wrestling, dope. But if we... If we can, at least I want good wrestling. Right. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. <laughs> like if I can have as much wrestling as possible, sweet. But if it can't be as much, like, I, but I want also good wrestling. So if shit just gets all weird, develop it, you know, dissolve where you need to dissolve, be bought out, be bought out, switch wrestlers, switch wrestlers, do what you need to do. Yeah. That's kind of how I view it right now. I'm so preoccupied on this whole upcoming war between the two major companies right now that like, I'm so fine with new Japan ROH and anybody else doing kind of whatever they want. I'm like, you guys got to figure out your own shit. Cause you guys are not doing it. You guys aren't trying to be two major media sports, entertainment, wrestling, whatever the fuck you want to call it going against each other. Right. And you, it, there's two drastically different approaches. One where you can have time on one where you can't. One where you're a worker, one where you're a contractor, one where you can get, you know, parental leave, one where they just have you have the baby in the middle of the ring because it's a great storyline. It's good shit. So, you oh know, my God. it's going to be- By the way, no, you bring up a good point. I'm going to take this right here. Um, yeah. Fans, okay, people who listen to this show, go back and watch 205 Live and see how disrespectful the crowd is being to that 205 match, 205 Live, because in a main event, and I get it, right? I get what happened, and I promise you, like, the match got distracted from because apparently a woman in the crowd actually had a baby during the match, and um, the crowd went and fucking vocal was cheering out like, "We like we want babies," bah, 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 bah. but I get it, right? Like, but understand, like these four gentlemen are in the ring. They're selling their heart, or six men. I'm sorry, these six men are in the ring, selling their hearts out, putting their bodies on the line. Like, I get this woman just had a baby. You can cheer that on, but it drug on the whole match. Please don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. Yeah, don't go on. See if this makes sense. Don't go for that long. But I guess I slightly differ from you. 
a little bit. 205, like, they haven't made it. They haven't made it easy for the fans to want to get into anything. So that I, it, if this makes sense, there's a way they could have stopped that. There's a way they could have gone like, oh, you know, it, it shows the, that there isn't much of a leash that's allowed to be loosened. Cause I feel like if you had a really, like I'm telling you right now, you had some Jericho or whatever with a leash that is allowed to be loosened. He would have been like, hold on, hold on, stop the match. Give me the mic. Congratulations on your baby, but you need to pay attention to me. He would have done something like that. You know what I mean? Like get the fans back into the it's, match. It's so it, weird too, because like, that's why I feel like as shitty as it is, it also shows that WWE doesn't know how to like handle those things. Like there's people that know how to handle that and people that don't. And that's like a good example of like, they don't know how to like acknowledge what's happening because some like how Cesaro with the beach ball, like that was a great example of acknowledging this is happening and destroying it and not making it relevant. Right. You know what I mean? So there was a way they could have done that to nix it because the, the problem that will always happen is if the fans are bored and you let them, if you leave them to their own devices, they're going to be bad. So right. I agree with you. They let it go too long, but at the same time, WWE that shit in the bud on every occasion. Because it's not just the baby chant. They do that with everything nowadays. The WWE yeah. Universe is fucking horrible. But it's funny, though, because, like, 205 Live, like... What was it? From they, what they, I understand... Well, no, no, they from were chanting AEW at one point? Yeah, when I was at the end of SmackDown, actually. Um, when oh, that's fired, what it was. was yeah, they fi- when they fired Kevin Owens. They that's, started right. that. that's right. But, um, but at 205 Live, like, Vince and everybody leaves, like... There's only like one or two people like on the like with the writing staff that's actually at 205 plus Hunter. So huh? and Hunter like lets the reins go. I don't know if you know that or not. Like once SmackDown ends, Vince leaves the gorilla position. Like he doesn't yeah. stay for 205. Like he leaves. I'm surprised Vince McMahon fucking stay. The... <laughs> he and doesn't care. Like that the, they, the leash the is super loose because if you notice, like a lot of promos that get cut. <laughs> Don't, no, it's not. Haven't seen no, it's not though. Scripted. But it's not though. Here's the thing: Vince McMahon ain't on the fucking road shows, and Arn Anderson got his ass fired for some shit that was, you know what I mean. At the end of the day, if Vince McMahon catches wind that you do something that he doesn't like, yeah, so yeah, he, he might not. You. He might. If it's on television, or if I, all it takes is fan. We are right now in a thing where Twitter exists, social media exists. Uh, it would have been the the curtain call would have been insanely bigger than it was back then if we would have had it now with the age of Instagram, Twitter, all that shit. So, as much as I understand that, yes, technically they leave. No, they don't. They're just not fuzzy, fucking physically there. That's about it. It's much like when my boss would be like, I'm going out of town. The bitch was never really gone. She was breathing down my fucking neck via, you know, email and text and tweet or whatever else. And Or I just want to check up, make sure you did. Or I heard it from a customer. So as I get what you're saying about, yes, technically they're not there. It's Vince McMahon. If he wants to, he'll push a fucking fit. So if he found out that they, that they decided to go out of what he's comfortable with, he'd fire them or just pull them off or do what they did with EC three. 
It's the penny shit about Vince. You go out of what he's used to, he doesn't like it. So I, I get the concept. I just don't see it happening. I just, I don't see it happening because of the internal fear that Vince McMahon, because it's a fear culture there. It's unfortunately a fear culture there. So we've heard it so many times when people saying, I, uh, I was terrified. I got screamed at by McMahon. I got screamed at by Cole. So I get the technically the concept. I just don't see it happening in practice. I don't ask. Yeah. So with that being said, this kind of wraps up the show for today. Um, Julia, why don't you tell them they can find you? Uh, as per usual, at a little less Chewbacca on Instagram, a little less Chewbacca on Twitter. All that fun shit. Yeah, it's pretty much you guys can find me at all your favorite social media platforms at cm underscore miller 85 um everything from tiktok to snapchat instagram whatever you guys can find me and uh yeah reach out talk to me also leave a comment like i said uh about whether we should change the intro or not it's up to you guys your voices will be heard with that being said julie why don't you tell me bye peace out fuckers Hasta luego.